Check, check, one, two. Check, check, one, two. There we go. Now we're working with grease. So I'm just trying to get used to the sound of my own voice in my headphones. Not really sure where we're going with this, but um, hopefully it sounds good on the playback. My voice doesn't sound too grating. I think my first podcast or video or something is going to be what do you have for your home console what's your command center look like since everybody's working from home nowadays um how does that look what are you running with speakers do you have are you just rocking a laptop on a counter um you know i've been lucky enough to have uh to get into the whole audio file addiction slash hobby slash uh whatever over the past few months thanks to my wife giving me a uh all started with a turntable so i had um you know i grew up with turntables when i was younger and uh grew out of them had cassettes and cds and um for years and then the, the ipods came and it was the greatest thing since sliced bread we could you know have all of our music in one tiny little um, square piece of equipment that we could take anywhere. And uh, I loved my iPod, and it was like, uh, the bigger the better. How many songs can you fit on it? Um, I loved the playlist. You can make your own playlists. You divide everything up by artists, by songs, by albums. Uh, there was cover art on the one, the later one that I got. I still have. My kids use them now. It's great because I'm able to pass on my extensive music collection. I love watching my kids listen to my music. And I'm like sitting downstairs and I hear Jack up on his, uh, you know, he's up on his, I set him up with a little, an old Pioneer amp from like the early 70s that I stole for 20 bucks off of eBay. And uh, took it home and cleaned it out. And, uh, you know, deoxid, which is the stuff they use to, electrical contact cleaner they use for stereo equipment and so if you pop open the the lids on these old receivers and amps and stuff um you know because they have a lot of there was scratchiness and all the the pots and the capacitors and um you know the channels weren't all coming through and sounded like shit and then uh you know you crack them open and um put a little deoxid in the capacitors you know everything's on youtube so, I mean, it's like you look on YouTube and you can find anything you want. And, uh, you know, it's just a fun little hobby. So I cracked it open, cleaned it out, uh, you know, wiped down the, the wood, put some wood conditioner on it. And uh, Magic Eraser is fantastic for uh, cleaning the, the aluminum and silver, the beautiful silver faces on all those old 70s receivers and amps. A little bit of water and um, magic eraser, and it just like makes them look brand new. And you gotta take all the knobs off and toss them in dish soap and scrub them. And you know, it's definitely a labor of love. But then when you bring these things back from the dead, and then you plug them in and hook them up to an old set of speakers, I ended up uh, I was at a record shop and I saw a little old pair of Baby Advents that got refurbished. And uh, I was like, yeah, I'll take them. Why not? <laughs> I probably paid a little bit too much for them. I could have got them cheaper on eBay, but. I like the uh, the feeling, the tactile feeling of having something in my hands and being there and being present and just saying, yeah, fuck it, I want to buy it. 
And uh, so I got it for him. And, you know, it's fun listening to my son, who's seven, sit up in his room listening on a 70s amp with, uh, you know, he's got the uh, headphones hooked up into the amp. And then you can hook up the, uh, with some RCA plugs and three and a half millimeter jack, you can plug it into the aux port on the back of the old receiver and run the iPod through it. And it sounds fucking fantastic. Uh, especially with the right, you know, once you get the bass and the treble and everything figured out and you get the speakers set up right. And he's got this tiny little room. So he sits up there at night and plays all my old, excuse me, all my old iPod equipment or all my old iPod music on this uh, vintage equipment. And uh, I'm always jealous of how it sounds. Uh, my heater just kicked on. So I'm going to get some noise here. Um, but yeah, the the whole vintage audio equipment thing is uh, kind of a, a labor of love. You buy them old and uh, you clean them up and bring them home. And, you know, it just gives me something to tinker with down the basement. I think it's important to have hobbies, especially now with everything going on. It's a lot of people struggle with, you know, their lives are dead. You know, they just revolve around their job and their, and their kids and paying bills and just doing the, the routine and going through the motions and paying bills and, you know, going to their PTA meetings and, uh, you know, going to their brunches and, you know, whatever, whatever people do now. And it's, I think it's kind of cool that this whole COVID-19 thing has forced people into diving back into themselves and learning, you know, what are they really like? Who are they really? And uh, if you didn't already have that in place, you're fucking struggling right now. And I see a lot of people go through it, especially extroverts. I mean, I'm introverted, so it's this has been you know somewhat easy. And my wife calls it scarily. I'm scarily calm, and uh, you know it's it's not a hard it's not a hard recipe. Um, get up. You know, thank God that you're you're alive today and you're not sick. And, uh, you know, all the stuff that we have at our fingertips uh, with the Internet and with technology and, um, you know, everything that we've been blessed with. And, uh, you know, there's really uh, there's so much stuff that you can do to keep yourself occupied. And I find that people that didn't have hobbies before are now starting to fucking find them where they're going crazy, uh, especially the, the extroverted people that need to be out and you know, socializing and doing whatever. Um, I don't know. I've always been an introvert, so it's, you know, being home and doing my own thing and, uh, you know, just diving into music and, you know, watching old movies and catching up on TV. You know, I mean, the TV shows now are so good, and there's so many outlets with Hulu and HBO and uh, Netflix, and, and, you know, it's like... If you can't find something fucking good to, to keep your keep you occupied for a few hours a day, I mean, you got problems. I mean, not only that, but I mean, pick up a book, go out and take a walk, play with your kids, you know, sit down and actually put on a you know buy yourself some a nice set of headphones that they're not expensive, and get yourself you know a decent source. You know, an old these old vintage receivers are on eBay for you know you get a decent one with under thirty you know anywhere from fifteen to thirty or fifteen to forty five watts per channel. You're still going to be able to drive 
you're you're gonna you're gonna be able to play your music at a, a nice, loud, comfortable, nice listening level, and it's gonna be clean and clear. Uh, but it's gonna have some warmth to it because the, the way those old receivers were set up, they were geared towards that warm, tuby, mellow '70s sound. And uh, you know, if that's your cup of tea, then you know, go for it. I mean, if you're about speed metal and shit like that, then you know, there's stuff out there for that too. But I think bare bones, if you just want to get into, the, if you just want to rela- relax and get your day, like so. When I get up, I tr- I try to listen to, you know, I try to pick a record. Um, I have turntables upstairs and downstairs, and uh, the basement's become my command center, and I have it here, and we totally got off track, and uh, we were talking about what's, what's your command center set up, and we'll get to that in a second, but it's, uh, I try to get into a routine of getting up early, get my coffee before I do anything, making sure that kids are fed, and uh, that they're not tearing the house apart, and I come down here, I'm usually up before my wife, she likes to sleep in a little bit, and uh you know, I come down in my basement, and my prayer and meditation is in the form of music. And uh, so I pick up a record, or I get on my computer, and uh, you know, I have I have uh, two different sources that I use. Three different. I mean, I have a CD player. So I bought an old Yamaha CD player, probably about seven or eight years old. But Yamaha makes really good shit. Uh, it's they're all everything's built like a tank, and it's high quality components. And it's a CD player that I got on eBay for like, oh, it was like fifty bucks. They sell they sold seven years ago, brand new. They sold for like three hundred bucks a piece. And it's just one CD player, not moldable. I mean, it's a specialist. So like, its job is just you pop in a CD, and that's all it's focused on, and that leaves no room for uh, shit to break or or stuff to go wrong. So the simpler, the better when it comes to those kind of things with a CD player. And uh, it's got a pure direct. Uh, button on it where it's like it's basically like a DAC. It's a digital analog converter already built into it, and then it's it really, you know, it shuts down all the other functions in the, in in the uh, device, and it just focuses on sound. And uh, it's, you know, I've dug out all my old CDs and uh, cleaned them up and started playing them through this thing. And I'm like, you know, CD quality is ridiculous. I mean, it's so good if you have the right. Like, I didn't even realize how good CDs are until. You know, recently until I bought good speakers, uh, good interconnects cables, um, digital analog converters, you know, all this nerdy shit that you can throw at audio. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's crazy, the, the difference in sound. And I've been a, a music lover my whole life. And just recently, you know, I've really got into this whole audiophile thing. And I hate using that word because it's so... Excuse me. It's such a um, a snobby term for people that that you know, because there's a whole sub segment of audiophiles that are just complete douchebags. That unless you're driving a five thousand dollar you know tube amp with uh, you know a pair of Klipsch Heresies that are six grand you know a pair speakers, and you know then you're just fucking lower. But you know that's like in every hobby. I was into it with watches. There's watch snobs, you know. Those guys, you know, if it, unless it's Swiss or it's Rolex, you know, you don't even exist. And uh, it's a shame because it ruins it for the rest of the, the hobbyists. Uh, if you let it, I, I don't really give a shit. I mean, I like what I like, and uh, you know, if it works and it looks good and uh, it makes me happy, that's all I care about. And 
I kind of transferred the same thing to the audiophile hobby where it's like, uh, you know, if I like how it looks, I like how it sounds, it performs, it doesn't break, I'm good with that. And uh, I really like Yamaha, I really like Pioneer. Um, you know, so I got the, the CD player and uh, and I have a record player. I have, I could go into a whole other tangent about my, my vintage setup and my, my modern setup upstairs. Um, but really we're talking about like morning rituals. So it's like, I'll either throw on a CD, throw on my headphones, which is a whole nother rabbit hole that I got into was, um, you know, audiophile headphones started with a, you know, set of one audio, you know, like some cheap $35 Chinese headphones, but they're, they're great. I mean, I would use them for anything. They're super bass heavy. I mean, they're good for like, you know. I wear them at night up in my bed because they cancel out everything. And my wife can't hear the music because I, I, pre- they're closed back. So I prefer open back headphones. So the, the sound leaks out. So when my wife's upstairs, she can hear me down here on my headphones. She's like, Oh my God, you're going to lose your hearing. Like this is so loud until I had to actually show her like, listen, they're open back. So all the music's kind of coming out because it creates an airy effect, uh, an open airy, you know, it's got like a whole, thing with it it just they sound better i think um the only downside is that everybody can hear what you're listening to so they're really set up for you know if you're in a room by yourself and you have your awesome favorite music on and you can just sit into a chair and just kind of just melt into the music and i never really got it i was like why are all these guys so crazy about like is it's a whole thing like headphones these guys are nuts about them and i was like that's just a whole nother thing that i could get into of course i got sucked into it because all the toys that go with it, with uh, headphone amplifiers and digital analog converters, and some are tubes, some are solid state, and it's like uh, total nerd, total nerd shit. And I totally fell for it. And so, you know, one day I have one pair, of the next time I'm up to like four or five pairs of headphones, and they keep inching up in price. But I think I've reached my price point. Uh, I think you get to the point of diminishing returns after a certain level. Um, so I got those and. Yeah, I had to get some Sennheisers and I had to get some uh, Bear Dynamics and um, Grados. I love the Grados, uh, SE80s. Man, for 99 bucks, you cannot beat that sound. That's what I like to wear on my walks um, because they're open back. I can hear the environment. So, like, when the song stops and I'm walking out in nature, I can actually hear the birds and shit, like, in between songs. I'm not just, you know, completely locked away from the rest of the world. Um,. You know, that's what's that's what these I mean, clothes back are good for this for studio, uh, for mixing um, and for, you know, if you're on the bus and you don't want anybody to you don't want to bother anybody or you just want to block everybody out. Really, you don't give a shit about anybody. You just want to block everybody out or like me in bed. I get yelled at if uh, my wife can hear my music and I like to fall asleep with a with my little pioneer receiver next to me with the headphones plugged in and I have a bluetooth receiver that runs all my my spotify my deezer through it and it sounds amazing but i I have speakers on that setup too so it's um it's become it's it's awesome having like a nice little um bedroom setup because uh you know krista's my wife is uh she's like wow it's really nice when we're able to just lay here in bed and listen to music and it sounds really good and, uh, you know, now we have the time to actually do that. So it's a good way to like sit with your partner and just kind of break down your day or talk about whatever, 
and uh you know and just have like a soundtrack in the background just you know playing uh something relaxing i usually just put on a playlist of chill tunes uh at night or whatever and um you know it's better than the sound of the white noise of a tv or uh dead silence which sometimes can be just as terrifying uh, <laughs> but um so anyway the, the morning ritual is uh getting up getting my coffee checking on the kids um coming down here and throwing on a good cd or um or throwing on a record uh i love records because they demand your attention uh it's labor intensive um you can't uh snooze on it like you can't be doing too many other things at once because you have to pay attention to when you got to get up and change the record or uh, you know it's just a little bit more um more of an experience than uh you know just clicking on your fucking phone and your crappy speaker on your phone and just playing that or or list god forbid listening to alexa that god awful piece of equipment and it's terrible sound and it's so easy. They made everything so easy. You can just say, hey, Alexa, play uh, the police. Um, don't stand so close to me. And it's, you know, right away, boom, there it is in horrible, horrible quality sound. But it comes on at your fingertips, and my kids are addicted to it as well because of the ease of use um, and its immediate gratification. Uh, whereas you can't have that with uh, definitely not vinyl and definitely not CDs. Uh, somewhat CDs, especially uh, you got one CD player, you're throwing that one in and you know, it's not like you can throw in five and just hit shuffle like some of those other ones do, but they all break because it's just too much going on. Too many things to worry about. Uh, I'll keep it simple. Stupid. Um, so I come down, throw on an album or a CD or, uh, you know, if I don't feel like doing that, I'll, I'll get on my Spotify or Deezer app and I'll just, you know, think about what, what album do I want to start the day with? Uh, usually it's jazz. I, I really love old classic jazz. Like, um, you know, th those guys were like speaking a whole another language amongst themselves uh, in regards to, you know, by way of music and expression. And uh, I just really dig it, man. And the musicianship of some of those jazz players, like I, I'm always listening to the drummers. Um, I love a good drummer and you can always tell a jazz drummer from a, a rock drummer because they're just so fucking precision, like surgical precision and timing. They're like metronomes and, uh, just super impressive. It's like that movie, um, whiplash, which I loved great soundtrack, great acting miles teller. And, uh, what's his name? JK Rollins, man, it was a great movie. Uh, a lot of good, so much good jazz out there. And it's just, uh, the ultimate American form, uh, an art form. And, uh, it's a great way to start your day because there's no, you know, you don't have to worry about words. Sometimes I don't, I don't want to fucking hear words. I don't want to hear, you know, I don't want to have to think about, uh, what somebody else is saying through language. I'd rather just hear it, just play it. Just fucking, you know, show me what you got through your instrument. And j that is jazz, man. And it's, that's how they, that's how, uh, that's how jazz works on a guttural level. And, uh, I like that about it. So I, you know, jazz, I could wake up to jazz and I can go to sleep to jazz and, uh, in between it's, uh, you know, whatever else. I mean, I'm, I'm a complete music whore. So hip hop, you know, I was, 
such a soft spot for for especially old school hip hop. Um, most of the new shit is garbage, but you know I'll still listen to it. I'll still give stuff a chance. You gotta have an open mind. But um, you know indie music, love it. Nineties alternative grunge. You know I grew up in the nineties, so it's a on a generation Y kind of guy and uh you know all that stuff is 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 awesome but i still love you know i love 80s music and i feel it has its place and it gets you know kind of shit on but now it's getting super popular because synthesizers are in vogue again and uh which is interesting because for so long people were like oh 80s music is so bad at least my parents because they you know they grew up in the 70s and they had the best music um and i'm not going to be a boomer basher and say you know fucking 70s like whatever like it's all no 70s music is really 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 good um the the amount of just pure talent that was coming out in the late 60s early 70s mid 70s and uh the way that those records were made they really just put a lot of effort and and soul into them and the vinyl i mean the vinyl that they put out back then just crushes the pressings that I hear now, like a lot of the shit you buy on like on Amazon that are reissues and stuff like that. Uh, you gotta be careful because you, you know, and people, they're like, Oh, well, you know, you buy the record and it doesn't sound as good. And I'm like, because it's probably a shitty piece of vinyl and you're probably playing it on your, you know, little suitcase, uh, record player, which is trash, um, through a set of fucking, you know, little cheapy polks or, you know, whatever else, fucking jensen's who knows i don't know now i sound like a, an audio snob which is i gotta stop but uh you know people get bent out of shape about you know they're like yeah well what's the point you know it's like you gotta move you gotta do all this stuff and i'm like you know it's not for everybody vinyl's definitely not for everybody uh and who knows it could be a phase with me i could you know grow out of it and just want to play cds all the time or just go back to just doing all streaming or uh, whatever who knows i don't know for right now it's i just once you start listening to music with you know stuff that uh, costs a little bit more and uh, is built to last, and uh, you, you start to learn, you know, you start to learn the ins and outs of uh, of audio. And um, you know, I didn't know any of that shit. I didn't know about the difference between you know balanced and unbalanced. Or, you know, cables and RCAs and uh, high-level outputs, inputs, um, impedance and uh, ohms and uh, sensitivity and, you know, watts per channel. You know, all this nerdy engineering jargon that gets thrown around. And, like, eventually you start picking it up as you get into this hobby. And uh, I find it's super, now it's super interesting to me. Only because, you know, once I fall in love with someone or I get obsessive about something, which I do, uh, I want to know everything about it. And I want to learn everything that there is. And uh, hunger for knowledge. And it's all at our fingertips. It's all just fucking right there. Like YouTube videos and forums and, uh, you know, the Facebook groups. I mean, there's so many cool Facebook groups for, like, vinyl and vintage audio equipment and uh, music, you know aficionados and stuff like that and uh i've loved music my whole life so i guess it's kind of an um a progression you know that i've kind of fell down to this rabbit hole of 
uh, audio file stuff. And it's going to, you know, we want to do the, the Melomaniacs, me, my buddy Mike, and uh, my buddy Sean. Um, we want to hop into that and do uh, a podcast, you know, with a format and uh, focus on music and music gear. And, uh, you know, we can divvy off into TV, movies, whatever, you know. Uh, I think it'll work. I've had a lot of people say, hey, you know, you should do a podcast. Like, you really love music and you speak about it so well. Like, why wouldn't you jump in as a line? And I just didn't. Like, podcasts weren't on my radar at all. And uh, so I bought, of course, I'm like, cool, another opportunity for me to buy more stuff. So I bought, a, you know, this Blue Yeti microphone and um, downloaded some of this software and uh and now i'm sitting here in my basement uh in the middle of a pandemic talking about this is basically like my test run of my microphone talking about just whatever and it's just bouncing off the walls down here uh started off talking about one thing and just kind of tangent it off into something else <laughs> but uh i'm just gonna keep going because uh I need to put out some content and just get uh, creative juices flowing. And if it's spotty and all over the place, I apologize. Um, so I was talking about, uh, you know, the Melomaniacs. We want to start a podcast. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to do that remotely. Um, there's a couple options. We can do it through Skype and then record and then edit everything afterwards and, do that uh, I could I could run some YouTube videos just talking about whatever um, just to get kind of a an appetite wedded um, what else uh, hopefully we can get that off off the ground I just have to get Mike and Sean in gear because they're kind of dragging their feet even though Mike was all gung-ho about it before and uh, now it's uh, with everything going on it's tough to keep anybody's attention on anything um, so, you know, I just said, fuck it. I'm just going to start, uh, doing my own and, uh, see where it goes and just mess around with all this, with this audacity program and see what I can figure out. And, uh, hopefully, you know, this will become another creative outlet for me because I feel like I don't, I'm not, uh, fulfilled if I'm not doing something creative. Um, and I've been, I always in my life, there's always a parallel on when I'm doing some stuff creative and my happiness. And for years I used to write and I used to write short stories and poetry and, um, you know, I loved creating. And when I was younger, I'd like to draw and all that stuff. And as I've gotten older, that stuff falls to the wayside and I just never had the discipline or the, uh, the drive to keep up with it. I should have, so I don't know. Hopefully this is this becomes like a thing. I mean, people have told me they're like, "Dude, you should just do a podcast." And I'm like, nobody wants to sit and listen to me talk about bullshit for an hour. And uh, I don't know. It's it's tough for me to sit through podcasts unless it's like really, unless the content is really interesting and like there's a great chemistry between the guests. Uh, or unless there's a really powerful message or somebody that I really love is doing it. So I don't know. Uh, who knows? It's kind of a mind fuck for me um, to want to to hear people that want to hear me talk into a microphone about whatever for an hour or whatever, half hour or whatever. Um, but getting back to uh, 
you know, what a my command center in the morning. So I come down, do my, you know, pick my, my music, listen to that. And then I start getting all my calls for work. Um, and then, uh, you know, when I, I have a, a minute, I'll jump back in and throw something else on. So right now, you know, I, right now I'm running, uh, I have a Yamaha CR820, right? That's from, uh, the late seventies. Uh, it's beautiful wood. I picked it up off this guy on eBay for like 150 bucks. Uh, I think they sell, you know, refurbished and recapped and everything for like 300, which is crazy. Cause like 10 years ago, you could have got these things for like 20 bucks, but now it's the vintage craze is on and, uh, People are snatching these things up, and you know, mid-centuries, you know, that whole hipster craze is going on. And uh, you know, I happened to catch it at the wrong time. If I would have got into this hobby five years ago, I'd probably have a whole basement full of ridiculously awesome equipment. Um, but you know, I can only buy so much at a time. But I, I jumped into it headfirst uh, in the beginning of the year around Christmas. So Krista got me a cheap turntable, and. Uh, you know, I, I fell right away in love with it, and I grabbed a set of powered Edifier 17,000 BT speakers, and I cannot recommend them highly enough. Uh, you see them on Amazon. Do you can get these things for like 130 between 130, 150 bucks shipped to your door, um, and you don't like if you want a minimalist setup. So you just want to have, uh, you know, your record player, your speakers, and boom, and, and your music. So you just run the RCA cables from, the, and it already comes with a preamp. So I mean, you, you run the turn on the preamp that's connected, in, you know, behind the table, um, and turn that on, and then plug it into the speakers, and it's like boom, you have instant vinyl, and uh, it's an easy, easy way to jump into this thing. Um, the Heyday turntables, which she got me for Christmas, they they're like a hundred bucks. Um, you can get them online now for like fifty if you like get on ebay or facebook marketplace or craigslist like people are just giving them away because they're like they're 100 bucks and they have a uh you know they have a counterweight and they have anti-skating which is like uh you know audio nerd for uh how you adjust the tone arm so that it uh everything's weighted properly so it hits the record just in the right way um and it's a whole nother probably a whole nother podcast i'm talking about vinyl and tone arms and counterweights and outers anyway it's a cheap turn usually they don't have that option on cheap turntables like a lot of people are buying these victrola you know or crosley uh suitcase whatever it's like a fucking piece of furniture that transforms into a record player and uh <laughs> and they're i think my sister has one and uh, i try not to tease her about it uh, but uh, they sound like shit, and they usually break pretty quick. And uh, it's a, another reason why people buy it. They get in, they dump a bunch of money on vinyl, and they're like, this sounds like shit. And then they give up. Um, I could totally understand why. Uh, so, I, you know, I got the turn. I'm like, this sounds really good, but I could, I'm sure, you know, the addict in me is like, oh, mm, this is good, but I could probably find something better. And I like spending money on this kind of shit, so... Uh, so of course I got, you know, I had the speakers and then I was like, oh, I wonder if I get the sound better. And then I bought a cheap preamp to plug in, you know, cause the preamp that's built into the record players is usually trash. Um, and, uh, you know, the heyday was no different. So you, you take the, you go buy a little preamp, an art DJ two pre 
for like 50 bucks on eBay. And uh, it helps with the, the sound because the sound that comes out of a record is much lower. Uh, it's much quieter than the sound that you're transferring it to through the RCA cables to your, your um, speakers. Um, so in order to do that, you, everything's got to work harder. So if you get a preamp, it actually takes that different uh, language, if you will, of the vinyl and then translate it, translates it better for the speakers, if that makes any sense. Um, so I got that. The Edifier 17,000. They're probably like 35 to 40 watts. Um, and they sound great. They're super crystal clear. They're like the Chinese stuff that's coming out now is just ridiculous, especially with speakers and tube equipment that they're coming out with in China. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I don't care. I don't care where it comes from. If it sounds good and it, and it works, who gives a shit? Um, I don't get too caught up in the whole, oh, fuck China, that's all garbage and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know. I don't care. Whatever. Um, they, they're doing something right over there as far as production in terms of some of this audio stuff that's churning out of there uh, at a record pace. Anyway, I digress. So I got into the whole turntable thing again and started buying records. And, uh, and then I bought a, you know, a stylus, a needle. Uh, new needle for it to upgrade and I totally fucked up the tone arm because I bought a cartridge. I didn't do enough research and I bought a cartridge that wasn't meant for it and it didn't come with the right screws. So I just, it was this whole process. Uh, eventually I got, I had to throw out the cartridge cause I broke it trying to mash it in there like a savage. And then I, uh, bought a decent, you know, another one that was not as expensive and then got that to work. And then, um, you know, Three months later, I got like three or four different vintage setups and one ridiculous modern setup upstairs with uh, Emotiva amp and preamp and components. Like I'm a component guy, separates. Um, driving the upstairs, the big clip speakers and the subwoofer up there. And it just sounds so good. Like I, I can go to any room in my house and listen to shit and it sounds just wonderful. And it spoiled me for everything else. It just totally fucking spoiled me because now I can't, I get in Krista's car and I listen to her music on her crappy uh, Hyundai radio. And I'm like, oh my God, just turn it off. And it's terrible. I'm such a dork. Um, and I'm like adjusting the bass and treble and trying to fix it and the balance. And I'm like, what are you doing in here? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, the command center down here is you know we're back to that i'm just all over the place forgive me so i got an old yamaha from the 70s and it's just they're fucking beautiful like they're just they this clean uh sterile like uh just very japanese look to them and uh they they still look good like they don't look dated like the japanese the yamaha look is very if you look it up online just like the whole 70s silver face yamaha look it's just very industrial and it's somewhat it's somehow it's japanese without you know being like kabuki uh, but it's they look great and they have this really different clean natural sound to them compared to the pioneer stuff and pioneer is very warm and um mellow and full and, you know, it's def I didn't believe any of that shit at first. I was like, how does stuff sound different? Like, it's sound is sound. Uh, but when it comes to, like, high-level high, high, uh, high level audio components, 
that are put into the, and the stuff that they put into these old machines 40 years ago, um, and they still work today. So like I bought this thing and it just needed a clean out. All I had to do was throw some deoxid in it and uh, it's got a couple bulbs out and we tried to fix them and we couldn't figure it out and we have to, me and my buddy John have to get back in there and rewire some of the, um, we were getting weird connection issues and we ran out of time. So now I don't have any working bulbs on the front of it, but I don't care because the sound on it is just so phenomenal. Um, and there's a loudness button that you can adjust that, uh, fixes the equalizer. Like as you go up and down, it's just some really nerdy, crazy shit that they figured out. And, uh, and I love it. So that's kind of like my, um, my desktop receiver. It's kind of a beast. It's, it's big and it's got real wood cabinet, uh, just that classic seventies look. And then, uh, I needed a CD player. I didn't need one, but of course I had to get one. Uh, so I got that and, um, I got that on marketplace, which is awesome for that kind of stuff. And, uh, for like nothing and the, the CD player. And then I got, um, so I, I got into this company shit S C H I I T. They're an American company and they make, um, all types of amplifiers and, um, digital analog converters and all types of fun, nerdy stuff for audiophile people. And, uh, there's a very simple, basic, clean look to all their stuff. Everything's silver and aluminum and, uh, polished. Uh, it's just really nice. And, uh, so I got a digital analog converter, a shit, uh, Modi, uh, it's called the, the shit stack. So it's like a Modi. It's a digital analog converter. And then on top, uh, I have a headphone amp that plugs into it as well. And you can drive, you can actually, the headphone amp, you can actually as an out so that you can drive another source. So what I did was I took the RCA out on the headphone amplifier and plugged into the RCA. And then that's plugged into the DAC. And then the DAC is running into a USB port. It's plugged in through USB to my computer. I have like a four out port system on the computer. Um, so I can have multiple inputs cause my little laptop only has like one USB and it's, you know, it's a work laptop. And, uh, so I plug that in and, um, so the computer, so I have Deezer app and Spotify on the computer and, um, with a premium Spotify and Deezer, which is a high, high res lossless, um, you know, super clean, like almost CD quality sound coming from a streaming source. Um, it's a little extra. I mean, it's like 15 bucks a month for Deezer titles, like 25, which is crazy. Uh, but I think I'm really, I really like Deezer. Uh, they give you three months for free, which is sweet. I got like a month left and I'm going to, I'm going to keep it because it's so good. Um, when you're sitting, when you, you know, it's not great on the go. Like Spotify is like Spotify is great because it, the reception's always going on Spotify. Everybody else is on it, so you can share playlists. But if you're like a total nerd like me when it comes to this stuff, it's good to have one dedicated high-res streaming source like a Deezer or a Tidal. It just you know, depends on what you want to put out money-wise. Um, so I'm going to cancel my Apple because that all sounds like shit and then uh, keep my Spotify premium and my Deezer. Um, so I run those two apps on the computer and then... Uh, 
play them, and then I have speakers, so I have some Klipsch RM41. There's these little desktop speakers, and they fucking kick ass. Uh, I think they're like, you know, 85 watts of channel RMS, so they can handle up to like, or no, these ones are like 55 or something. So like in my receiver is 55 watt receiver, the Yamaha. Um, so it's a nice little sweet spot. They're right. They're perfect for each other. And, uh, you know, they're small, so they fit on the desk, but, uh, you know, from a foot away and they're put it, they're on either side of my monitor. And, um, after like a couple days of breaking them in they just sound so good like now i'm just starting to realize like i wasn't crazy about them at first um my other clip speakers didn't really have they all sound good out of the box uh, if, especially if you're used to like shitty speakers you're gonna be like what like what have i been listening to all these <laughs> all these years and then you buy some of these new clips that are coming not like the last 10 years like they, they were pretty shitty for a while there from what i hear but now in the last five years like they've really stepped it up in these clip speakers for what you pay and what you get it's like night and day uh going you know upgrading from what you had before like your bose or uh you know fucking even pioneer speakers or jensen or you know whatever your 5.0 or 6.1 surround sound system speakers are you know these uh, Amazon Alexa's, all these speakers, they suck. And it's it's all in the speakers. I mean, if you have shitty speakers, it doesn't matter what you're running, what your source is, it's going to sound like shit. So um, if that's the one thing I can impart on people is spend your money on decent speakers because uh, that's where all the sound's coming from. So I have them on, on the desk, and uh, and I love it because I can switch back and forth between sources really easily. Um, if I want to listen to the CD player, I could run it through the aux port on the Yamaha receiver and then it's got a tape out. So I have the, all, everything from the computer that's running that I want to run out goes into the DAC and then the DAC goes into the, the receiver through a, um, tape out. And I know it's going to sound like complete Greek to people that don't know what I'm talking about, but, uh, for any, any other nerds out there that they'll, they'll get it. And, um, you know, it's phenomenal because you have everything at your fingertips. And it's good for like going back and forth through stuff and, and testing headphones uh, through different sources. And I also have um, this little Lox GP20 headphone amp that I got for like 60 bucks on eBay. They run like 90 on Amazon. And it's like a hybrid tube amp. And I don't know how the fuck it works, but it's got balanced inputs and outputs. So it's a higher level of amplification and clarity on your source. And I had to learn this just recently. I didn't know the difference between balance and unbalance. Uh, if you don't know it, Google it. Cause I can't fucking explain it. I just know it sounds better and it's better to have balanced stuff. That's what studio level equipment is. XLR, um, inputs and outputs. Um, and I have it plugged in, you know, I use my Sennheisers cause I bought a special cable that goes with, that's why I like about the Sennheisers. They have detachable cables and, uh, you can buy upgraded ones with XLR plugins on them and it's like dude i was playing jazz today through my computer um into that little p20 headphone tube headphone and man uh, now i get it so now i've gotten bit by the tube bug um which started a month ago when i bought a tube preamp for my uh my upstairs record player my audio technica lp40 wn or whatever it's called um I didn't understand why guys would spend so much money on the preamps and all that stuff until I actually did it. And it's changes the entire soundscape of your vinyl. Um, 
in terms of like depth and stage, like sound stage, and uh, you can hear every instrument and it separates the vocals. Um, it's just really crazy stuff what they can do with with sound that I had no idea about before, and it just took a few months of just constant reading and tinkering with things. And uh, so I bought a cheap, you know, a Chinese preamp. It was like two hundred bucks, and then um, you send it off to this guy in Florida who does. And I learned all this through a Facebook page. So he does a modification of it, and he makes it sound like a thousand dollar tube phono preamp so like it just elevates your vinyl experience and i was like skeptical but so many people told me you know online just do it you won't regret it and i'm like sure take my money and i did it and uh it's ridiculous and then you get into buying tubes and rolling them and and switching out the tubes and just you know get to play with the sound that's what's awesome about it about tubes is that you can um it's a whole nother wormhole and uh, I'm nervous because now I'm looking at, you know, getting into tubes. I'm like, I had all this solid state equipment sitting around here that I have to sell off now because I'm, I know it's everybody. It's eventual uh, progression of audio files. Once you get into tubes, it's hard to go back to solid state, um, which is just different circuitry and a different way to amplify the sound. Um, cause the tubes have that, uh, they, like I said, they separate and they give you some sound stage and it's like holographic sometimes with the way that the sound comes out of the speakers, if that makes sense. And, uh, it's, you know, solid state is very straightforward and, um, you know, it still sounds really good, but they're just different. It's just, it's hard to explain. It's like, uh, I guess it's like what your preference is in women or whatever it's like well i love women you know and i like blondes and i like brunettes i don't like anyone better than the other they're just different i guess i don't know it's a terrible analogy but <laughs> it's uh i can't think of something off the top of my head as a way to better explain um audio preference but you know it when you hear it and i i know it now um so, you know, my command center, that was, that's my command center. It's a uh, Yamaha shit, some Chinese junk uh, that sounds good somehow, uh, Klipsch, and uh, lots of wires and uh, USB ports, and I ended up buying a tower. Uh, I ran out of uh, so much stuff down here now, like electrical equipment, that I was like I was worried about a fire, and I just was running out of... Uh, all these shitty adapters and stuff that you put on things and these extension cords. So I bought like a $25 like um, power strip tower where it's like this little, it's like probably about 8 to 10 inches high, but it's got all three sides. It's got like 10 outlets on it. I'm looking at it right now. It's probably where my sound's going. It's got like 10 outlets on it and then four USB ports, which is like oh, fantastic because I just, like, never you never have enough USB ports when you're, all the stuff that I'm using here that runs off a of USB or whatever. Phones, charging phones, running the, uh, you know, we have this LED lamp down here for doing uh, videos and stuff, which I'll get into later. Um, makes you look really good on camera. And then uh, all my other doodads and chargers for amplifiers and whatnot. But uh, I can't recommend it highly enough. It's one of these. I forget what it's called on Amazon, but it's like a tower like thing. It's got a handle on it. It's just really cool. And it makes life much easier when you're switching all this stuff around. Especially when you're running a 
a monitor, you know, hooked into a laptop, and then, you know, everything goes along with that. Lots of wires. But, um, yeah, so that's that. And, uh, you know, I come down here and I do my thing, and it makes working much easier when I have my music to break up the monotony of sitting in front of a computer screen all day making phone calls to patients. Um, but I've found that, uh, you know, I have a lot to be grateful for because I'm calling these people that are on dialysis with kidney failure and they're having to go into these infested units, excuse me, three times a week. And uh, it's just really scary shit, man. And uh, I get gratitude every day just by talking to these people and hearing what they're going through and uh, and the, they're, they're humble and, you know, they're just happy to hear from me. They're happy to hear that... Uh, they have a nurse calling and checking up on them every day, and uh, it keeps it real for me, man. Because uh, you know, I see people on the internet, on Facebook and shit, complaining about everything. About uh, you know, they can't go get fucking mimosas on Sunday mornings with their girlfriends, and you know, they're stuck in the house with their kids and blah blah blah. And I'm like, at least your kids are fucking safe and they're healthy. And uh, <clears throat> you know, and I think most of it is people are having to fucking deal with each other. And having to uh, deal with themselves and realize who the fuck they are. And that's some, for some people, it's terrifying and you don't know at all. And if you've never, like, uh, if you have no introspection or have no outlet for uh, talking about what's going on inside, like, so many people just run through life just kind of just fucking cruise control. Total cruise control. And I'm guilty. I've done it. It's easy to do. Um, and luckily I have an outlet for that. I mean, I'm, I'm an alcoholic and a drug addict, so I go to AA meetings and now we have them online, which sucks, but it's better than nothing. And at least I have a group of people that I can call day or night if I need anything. And, uh, I don't even talk about drinking anymore. It's just talking about, um, you know, life and, uh, you know, how we're getting through all this and, where I'm at today and how am I not being a dick today? What am I doing? What have I done for other people and gotten out of myself today? Um, and it's a whole different way of living that a lot of people don't, uh, are not lucky enough to have. Um, it's a shame that you have to go through hell to get it um, and l completely lose yourself and rebuild yourself in the process. But I wouldn't trade a minute of it. I wouldn't. I have no regrets um, as far as how I got to be where I'm at now and, uh, you know, who I am as a person. I mean, nobody's perfect. And, uh, there's definitely, it's easy for me to, to slip into that, the negativity and, uh, the pissing and moaning contests. And, uh, that's why I've tried to really try to limit my, I noticed there's a quantifiable parallel of happiness versus time not spent on social media for me. So, like, if I'm not on there for a certain amount of time a day, I notice that, like, I'm just not on edge as much. And I'm not thinking about, like, where am I stacking up on other people. I'm just kind of fucking doing my own thing. And I don't give a shit. And I get reminded, like, I get phone calls from family and, like, from people that want to, that's all they want to talk about. And I'm like, dude, don't we have it enough? Like, let's talk about other shit. I mean, there's nothing we can do right now other than be responsible and wear masks and don't fucking congregate and 
you know just do what they're telling us to do for right now and it's not you know it's not rocket science it will get better we'll get better things are not going to get back to normal right away don't have that expectation um as long as you don't you know you set your hopes high and your expectations low when it comes to this kind of shit and you're never going to bottom out and that's kind of a, a life um it's kind of a life strategy for me uh just because i don't do well with being let down um and i don't have the luxury of uh rejection depression all i just i have it's a constantly it's a dance that i'm doing all the time that i've had to do throughout my life is avoid that kind of shit and uh you know i've done it with medication i've done it with exercise i've done it with uh working on myself and my program um so it's a fine it's a dance man and it's a uh everything's got to be run on all cylinders otherwise it doesn't work like if i don't pray every day or find one thing to be grateful for or if i don't reach out to one person in recovery or you know tell my wife she looks hot today or you know just fucking hug my kids like it's the last time i'm ever going to see them uh, and try not to like piss anybody off and, and hurt anybody's feelings. If I can get through a day and get all that shit done, uh, no matter what happens work-wise, financial-wise, socially, uh, you know, I can sleep at night. And it's kind of like my 10-step meditation at night where I'm like, what did I do today um, to make my life and, other, and the people around me better? Um, so I think, you know, it's kind of like, you know, it's... A lot of self-help stuff and it's a lot of you know it sounds new agey and very and it's totally i could totally sit and make fun of it if i heard it from another perspective because um i have that dark sense of humor and I've, i'm totally usually pessimistic as fuck and uh you know i'm not that way anymore i'm really trying to work away from that and trying to be positive it's it's almost you know it's it's not that hard it's not as hard as i thought it was going to be um, being positive. I always just thought people that were fucking happy all the time and were positive were dorks. And uh, the cool people were miserable and uh, snarky and all that shit. And I'm totally selling out. <laughs> I'm totally selling out and buying into the whole positivity. I don't know, man. I'm just tired. I'm just, you get sick and tired of being sick and tired and miserable. Um, it's just it's easier to smile than it is to frown. Uh, it takes less muscles in your face. Um, and, uh, I got so much to be grateful for. And, uh, you know, I'm running up on an hour now that I've sat here and talked into a microphone in my basement. And it feels like, almost like therapy. Now I get it, why people do these fucking things. Uh, nobody will probably hear this, but, um, I look forward to doing this type of, uh, podcast. I think this could be a good outlet for me. Um, even if it's just stream of consciousness like it was today, I kind of had somewhat of a somewhat of a topic as far as uh, what I'm doing to start my day and then we kind of segued into audio stuff, which is fine because that's kind of the direction I want to go with uh, my podcast, but I'm sure there'll be tangents talking about uh, life stuff, you know, about being a good human being and um, what music and movies are you listening to and watching and uh, what is the old high fidelity saying? It was like, um, it was like people... It's not important who you are. It's important what you like. <laughs> it's so like, it's so fucking shallow, but I totally get it uh, because it's hard for me to 
talk to people that have bad taste. Oh, that's that sounds so douchey. But like I it's like if I hear somebody that's like Oh yeah, I loved watching um what's that fucking show? Uh that they had they have a spin off now for it. Uh, with those nerds and shit. I can't even remember. I don't watch network TV, so I don't know. But then when I hear people talk about it, and I've tried to watch one episode of that stuff, and it makes me want to blow my brains out. Or if I hear people talking about the new Taylor Swift album, or God forbid, if I hear you talking about country music, and you're not like a uh, a bumpkin from from the South or out in the country, like if you're like a Delco chick who like goes to the Toby Keith concerts with the the mini skirts and the cowboy boots and just get shit faced drunk and just sleep with whoever that night. You're not a country music person. You're just, you're a fucking, you're a poser and you're just a, uh, accidental tourist. Um, but I digress. Uh, I have a huge sore spot for country music in general. And I apologize to my country music fans out there. Unless it's Johnny Cash or Patsy Cline, it's really hard on my ears. Um, but I'm running up on an hour, and uh, I'm starting to sound like a douchebag. So uh, I'm probably going to cut out here soon and see what I can do as far as editing-wise and uh, see how this sounds. So thanks for listening, and I hope to do this again. <laughs>